0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Bear Necessities podcast. We apologize for the slightly late upload this week. We had a couple things we had to hammer out that led to this kind of being a delayed episode, but we have a wide range of topics today. You know, another huge loaded slate, even though it's the offseason. To start out, the Chicago Bears have been rumored to be looking into trading up into the top five of the NFL draft this season and another quarterback option might come available in the form of Ben Roethlisberger. Allen Robinson has also been, quote unquote, prepared to handle the franchise tag situation, which is leading many people to speculate that he may, in fact, demand a trade if tagged. We'll be talking his trade compensation and what the Chicago Bears should do to handle the Allen Robinson situation. Carson Wentz was also traded, making another Bears quarterback option being taken off the market And we're going to be breaking that down as well. Do the Chicago Bears have any shot at Deshaun Watson? That's something a lot of Bears fans have been questioning. And we're going to, again, talk about that all right here. Finally, we're going to be wrapping up the show with how the Chicago Bears can win the Super Bowl in 2021. And while it may seem like a stretch, both Reese and I have developed a specific plan that they could follow that would lead them to being major Super Bowl contenders in 2021. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining the show once again. We appreciate all your love and support. We Again, we apologize for the slightly late upload, but we hope that you guys understand. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Bare Necessities podcast. Man, uh, it's a it's been a long day, man. I've had quite the day. had a, had a full load of classes. Um, you know, just I think I was in class for probably about seven hours. Which for college lecture, that's quite a bit.
1: Yeah, i I remember that. That was always always something that would wear me down. Um, you know, especially when you have classes are just back to back to back like that. And yeah, I'm busy doing work. It's a little bit of a late night, uh, recording for at least, you know, me, of course, it's still kind of decent night for you, which, you know, go you, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're here and I'm ready to talk some bears for sure and get into it. This is
0: the after hours edition of the bear necessities (laughs) podcast. We're going to talk real smooth for you guys on this one, a little bit of ASMR for y'all to fall asleep to uh but exactly but you know maybe that'll be our next podcast maybe we'll uh kind of transition over to that i know (laughs) a lot of people there's a big market for sleeping sounds big market for asmr um you know personally i'm not into that stuff but to each his own to each his own
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah i mean it is what it is all right well listen we got a full slate of topics today Uh, The Bears have unfortunately not found a quarterback still, uh, so we'll be getting into that. But first, we need to come to you guys with the first ever sponsor of the Bear Necessities Podcast. Support for the Bear Necessities Podcast (laughs) is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience manscape is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide and guys today the bear necessities has an exclusive offer code for our listeners that's 20 percent plus free shipping with the code Bear Necessities, all caps at manscape.com. Uh make sure you're spelling that right, guys. Bear Necessities, B-E-A-R-N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T-I-E-S. Wow, I'm surprised I spelled that right on the first go there.
1: Uh the, Yeah, the code's complicated, up. but you know, it's pretty straightforward. It, I mean, once once you start to see some of these products, it's it's pretty nice stuff. I think both, you know, you and I yeah. can vouch for that.
0: Yeah, you know, I um I I didn't know too much about Manscaped uh, until I actually started listening to podcasts, and then I saw every every podcast, uh, a ton of big sports podcasts, getting sponsored by them, uh, and and I was always interested in them. Actually, even before uh, they reached out to do the sponsorship, and uh, man, they they sent us a lot of good products. You know, I I haven't gotten through all of them. You know, I've I've gotten to try the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, that of course, dude dude i mean that, that that thing works that thing works that, well that
1: led light that, LED dude, light, that that's comes something in else clutch right there.
0: man that comes in clutch <laughs> yeah. and the thing that i was surprised about is it actually gives like a really close shave too like very yeah, close 100 no the no nick technology man that's a, that's a game changer that,
1: yeah definitely i mean it's a very sensitive area you know as they you know have in the in our little promo, you know, it's the family jewels. You want to protect them. You know, you can't be going around nicking them, you know, using whatever. You got to make sure you got the right stuff going on. And I'm telling you what, Manscapes, you got the crop preserver too, that kind of like ball deodorant. Honestly, I mean, I think there's just so much stuff that you know you can get from them, wide variety of stuff. I just say definitely check it out. And you know, if you end up wanting to make that purchase and be sure to use that code.
0: Yeah, if you guys use a code that's going to help us out tremendously. uh uh, uh, another couple quick shout outs i want to get to manscape the shirt very high quality that they sent us if you guys want to see more of these products uh we posted it on our instagram and we're going to be posting more on youtube about them uh the shirt was very high quality very soft but the i I think the one of the best products in that box excluding the lawnmower were those damn underwear i don't know if you felt those things But they're unbe- they're are literally unbelievable. Like they yeah. they are really high quality. I think they're anti chafing, uh. So you know if for working out that's going to be amazing. Not that I get to do much of that during COVID, uh, But man, that is that those underwear are really solid. Um, t-shirt, yeah, great. Still still have yet to use the preserver and the toner that they sent over. Um, but looking forward yeah. to. Uh, you know, trying those out as well. Manscaped, they say that your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping using code bearnecessities at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping using code bearnecessities at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and move into the first Bears topic right off the bat. The Chicago Bears are supposedly, they might trade into the top five. Of the draft. And this is coming from, let me actually pull that up real quick.
1: I'll just say real quick that, you know, I think that if they want to get someone like Lance or Wilson, that's almost becoming a must at this point, because it seems like at least four quarterbacks are coming out of that top 10. So if you're thinking about if you're someone that's serious about the Bears going out there to get, you know, one of those players, obviously it's not achievable to get Lawrence Maybe even Fields could slide, so if Fields is someone to keep an eye on. But Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, I mean, those are going to be names you got to trade up to get.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that this is just uh, league-wide speculation specifically uh, pertaining to some quotes that was coming out of their uh, player personnel department. Uh, but, the, you know, obviously uh, there's a lot of smoke that goes along at this time of the year. We heard a lot about the Bears training for Wentz. That didn't end up happening. So, we're going to reach that later in the podcast. But, exactly moving into the top five, it's almost something they got to do if they don't lock down one of these big free agent names. You know, Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace will have no other option but to go all out for a quarterback. And, you know, while I think that both Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going to be completely off the board. Trevor Lawrence, for sure. Zach Wilson, you know, who knows how that might break uh, what the Jets are actually going to be doing there. But, you know, again, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Those are some good, I mean, both those guys are good quarterbacks, you know. Those are guys that I would feel confident with, uh, rolling with, and at least feel like we are going to have a fair shake at getting a franchise quarterback out of this draft.
1: Definitely. I think that, I almost I get to the point where, you know, I want either the Bears to do that, at least trade up in the top 10, maybe the top five to get, you know, one of those elite quarterback names. Or I just want them to slide back and take who they can get in, like, that third round, whether it be, like, someone like Jamie Newman, who's very mm-hmm. intriguing to me. Uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure where Kyle Trask is going to be at. I, I think that, you know, Kind of just skipping over that Mac Jones, maybe even skipping over that Kyle Trask part of that draft, and then trying to hit back on some of these guys like Newman that you know have upside, have potential, but really just kind of didn't get the same uh, shine, uh, acknowledgement. You know, someone like Jamie Newman had a really high grade at the beginning of this year, and you know just kind of tailed off, which which can happen. But you know, I I think that you know if they end up to if they end up trading up. I think if they end up trading up to get Kyle or uh, Wilson, it's going to be and definitely going to need to be top five, maybe even top three to get him. Yeah. At, at this point, I think, I think that if you're looking top for two, maybe, if, <laughs> maybe even top two at this point with that Jets pick, maybe they are looking to trade down. Um, There's really a lot that could happen in this draft. I'm really intrigued. I think that basically, yeah, your goal has to be top five, maybe top three, top two to get Wilson. And I think if you're looking for Lance, it's going to be top 10. So I think, you know, arguably who's sitting at that eight spot. I think it's like Carolina or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always a a spot that you're going to look that maybe they'll look to dish that off. They look like a potential trade partner. Of course, they're going to be also looking for a QB very possibly as well as are so many other NFL teams.
0: Yeah. More than likely, you know, I'm actually, that's the hard thing is because when you look at the draft board right now, it does not play out too favorably for the Chicago bears uh, first pick, that's going Trevor Lawrence, that's going quarterback. Second pick for the Jets, you know, maybe they keep Darnold. I doubt it, you know. I yeah, think I don't see I, it. I think they go quarterback. You know, I don't even know if that's the right decision, truthfully, because they just saw how putting a top 10 or top, what was it, five pick behind that terrible Jets offensive uh, surrounding roster worked out for them. Uh, Sam Darnold, the guy who who had a lot of talent, Uh, was regarded even better than Zach Wilson is currently looked at today. Uh, He didn't pan out too well for them. So I think that's a real argument to have about, hey, maybe we decide to rebuild this team a little bit first before we uh, try to throw a QB behind there. But then again, if you're high on a guy, you're high on a guy, new coaching staff, uh, you know, some semi new front office. uh, they, They might be looking to make some changes there. Uh, and then you you look even further down, Miami, I think that's going to be a trade up destination. I think my I think there is almost uh, almost zero chance Miami picks there. I think that they if they do, they're going with Pene Suo, the ta- uh, offensive tackle from Oregon. Uh, but yeah. I, I see that as a major trade up spot. And then you look at four, and four is the Falcons. There's a very real chance the top four quarterbacks are gone off the board in the top four picks.
1: Yeah, it's really intriguing because I think that, you well, know one thing I think about, too, is, you know, what if there's such a rush on quarterbacks, too? Let's say let's say I'll give you this situation real quick. Let's kind of just popped mm-hmm. in my head. But let's say that, you know. The Bears are trying, they try to trade up in the top 10 and let's say they eventually trade into eight or nine or 10 spot and maybe all the quarterbacks are gone at that point. Mm -hmm. But it would almost be very intriguing if, since the quarterback rush went early and if Penny Sewell slides, Mm -hmm. I'd be very intrigued for the the Chicago Bears to trade up for him, even to just get an offensive lineman asset like that. Because I know some people are are up and down on him thinking that maybe he's a little overhyped, but to me, he looks like someone that could be very dominant in the NFL
0: oh yeah you know I think it's such a non-unique take to say an offensive lineman is overhyped because it's like such uh, such a difficult position to draft and of course guys who you know Penn so well, great player athletic freak has some flaws uh, to his game didn't get to see him this previous year which makes it a little bit more difficult to evaluate him but it's it's just such a you know such a common draft thing to be like oh yeah the top over li- O lineman is hi- overhyped because yeah guys <laughs> to the average NFL fan no one cares about offensive linemen. I get it you know I get it it's not a it's not a sexy position to draft with the third overall pick <laughs> you know right. um, but yeah of course Penny Sue, I mean I would feel very confident. If this, let's say we go up, we trade up, no quarterback falls to us. As long as we're not giving up a second, first round pick to get them in 2022, of course. I'd be very intrigued with Penny. So throw him at left tackle, switch Charles Leno over, Leno Jr. over to right tackle. Maybe even add a, a little bit of a better center in free agency or later in the draft. Man, that offensive line looks damn good now. Looks damn good now. And, you know, there's there's even other guys that you could pick at that. I, I think the right move, regardless of what happens, is for the Bears to trade up because they need an offensive talent, a good offensive talent.
1: Yeah, they need something that's going to separate them, you know, from the rest of the pack. I, you know, even with Trubisky, yeah, Trubisky couldn't get the ball to the weapons all the time, but it was still clear that, you know, at certain times, you know, there's drops from Anthony Miller, you know, drops – Basically drops from everyone but Mooney and most of the time Allen Robinson. He had a couple bad spurts in the season. But, you know, it's just it'd be good for the Bears to get something in there. But especially along the offensive line would be game changing. I mean, we saw how much, you know, getting Montgomery going in the running game, opening it up when the Bears made their resurgence after that Mm -hmm. six game losing streak. Imagine if you can open up even more then this offense will really be clicking and, you know, that's got to figure out who's actually going to be throwing the football um, if they don't have that figured out already, which, you know, hopefully.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if that were to happen, you might as well just like trade Mac and trade all of our good pieces because we're not going to be yeah. winning anything with Nick Foles. And it just, it, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be good. It's not going to be pretty for a couple of years. Um, but I, I remember We were messaging about football the other day, I think on Twitter, and I can't remember if it was you that sent me it or I sent you it, but I think it was CBS, a reporter, put out a mock draft where it went Lawrence, Wilson, and then Mac Jones
1: oh over, yeah that was over. me I, I couldn't believe how bad of a mock draft that was and then I watched a video with him later on and they, he didn't even go over the pick I was like how do you even rationalize <laughs> that
0: bro? I feel like maybe he just felt instant embarrassment and just didn't want to bring any more attention to it he's just like I, I, I'm I sorry guys I'm sorry uh, but here here's the thing like here's the disaster scenario in my head and we, we talked about this a little bit <laughs> Imagine if the Bears make like a splash trade up to like let's say pick four, and they're sitting there with Fields, Lance, and Jones. There they pick Jones, man.
1: I don't. Dude, know. I, I'd be, I'd be so done. We'd come on the next podcast, and I would be so upset. I would. I'm not kidding. I would
0: need to take a one week break from the podcast. Like I would need to like sit back for a second because I would be losing my mind. You know. Cause that means, uh, four years, four years. And after the Trubisky pick, it's like, you can't, you can't go eight years. I can't go eight years of my life watching these trash quarterbacks. And you know, people like Jones, you know, if you're talking about him as the fifth quarterback in the class, maybe I still don't want him at all. Like at all, uh, yeah but the disaster scenario of course is you know trading up giving up your next year's first round pick to go up and get there and then that quarterback being uh mac jones but dude if we landed fields or lance you know fields has his issues and i've been very critical of fields i think that wilson is in my opinion clearly better than him Uh, but fields also has tons of traits that are just insane for a quarterback um and, you know, it's some of the processing stuff and locking onto his reads, you don't know if it's because of that wide receiver read-based offense that Ohio State runs that is kind of confusing. But I would be extremely stoked about Lance or Fields. Best-case scenario, Lance just falls to us, but I don't foresee that happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, for that to happen at 20 would be pretty shocking, honestly. And I agree with you. A disaster situation at that point, if the Bears traded up to get, you know, Mac Jones, I'd be like, well, Pace really did learn nothing, and, mm-hmm. you know, here we are again. But the you collaboration, know, I mean,
0: the collaboration.
1: Oh, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but if Lance somehow ends up falling to 20, I, I would be very happy, and I would feel like the Bears would almost have to pick him at that point. I uh, don't see that happening, just because I, I feel like, the way that this has turned, it's just turned into so much of a quarterback draft. And, you know, we can get more into it on, on future pods, but I think that, I don't know, just because there's still so many other teams out there, I mean, even with Wentz getting uh, dealt to the calls, I mean, you still have the mm-hmm. 49ers, the Patriots, you know, I'll, I'll add in the Bears. I, mean, I feel like I'm even still missing about three or four teams that, that need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. arguably the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we can get into that yep.
0: very soon. Yeah. I am I think that Atlanta, that's the one pick that I'm interested in. Same with the Eagles. I, I really wonder if they are willing to take a quarterback at that position because they're going to be, say, a position where they probably could if they wanted to. Um, It's just going to be a matter of if they do. I think Atlanta would be much better off not taking a quarterback in this draft because i mean you know when you have Matt Ryan i know he's not he hasn't been the same guy as of late but when you have Matt Ryan and you're also a, a new gm new coach you don't typically want to get rid of a quarterback that's looked at for sure as a top 15 quarterback in the nfl even if he is 36 years old he hasn't he hasn't looked like he's been aging poorly at all truthfully
1: yeah i mean The Falcons can literally just be so irrelevant, honestly, that you kind of just forget about Matt Ryan. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think it's unlikely that he's not the starting quarterback next year. I think he definitely is a starting quarterback. I think for that reason, they're best just to sit out because I think that they're not a team that can pull off what the Packers did and really kind of get away with it like the Packers Mm -hmm. did, which... Not that they got away with it. It probably cost them a, a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, that Tampa Bay team was, was ridiculously good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they still would have lost. But at the same time, you know, Rogers now kind of got on his platform and is speaking out against the team. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Atlanta, they're kind of a weird organization. And I feel like if they did that, they'd just get so much flack. I mean, mm-hmm. They're like an organization, and I could be very wrong in this, but this is kind of how I view them. Like, they're like a few steps away from being a team like the Texans, you know? Yeah. Like, they make a lot of bad decisions.
0: (laughs) It's just, there's so many narratives you can always write on the Falcons. I mean, from them blowing the Super Bowl and their terrible downfall to them, you know, having really three really good offensive players with Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, and just having absolutely nothing to show for it year after year. It's uh, they're they're definitely a franchise that you know sometimes they they were received more poorly before they had that Super Bowl season, and now they're just kind of a team you mock. But I don't really think they. They get enough flack for being that bomb of the barrel team just like us Bears fans are, <laughs> you know, just, just like we are. Um, but, you know, let's go ahead and move on. More quarterback discussion. We're going to have a lot of quarterback talk on this podcast. Ben Roethlisberger might actually get released, surprisingly. He has a $43 million uh, salary cap hit going into this coming season. The team can save about... 30 million in salary cap space by cutting him Uh, apparently they've had some preliminary talks with ben and their gm pretty much came out and said the exact damn thing that Les Snead said about jared goff which is yeah he's on the team for now like right now yeah he (laughs) is technically on the roster like okay can can you say anything that's more indicting (laughs) <laughs> when, yeah. when they asked you if he was your quarterback, you could literally just lied about it like Ryan Pace did with Mike Lennon and just said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's totally the quarterback. And and no one would have blamed you, but you had to come out and, and make a very specific statement to draw. I think. So, yeah, Big Ben is likely going to be on his way to finding a new team at this point. Um, man, it's hard not to desire this move personally. I Are you kidding me, bro? N- no, I'm serious, man. <laughs> I think Big Ben would be. I think this offense would be significantly better even with Big Ben at this point, because you have to think he's (laughs) even at this point he's a top twenty quarterback. He had a thirty and sixteen
1: season. Top twenty? That's not pretty good, bro. I mean, (laughs) okay, but where top twenty means you arguably you could be bottom half of the league.
0: Mitch and Nick Foles together. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Those are thirty-one and thirty-two, bro. <laughs>
1: I have been mentally abused by Bears quarterbacks my entire life, man. Big Ben, he, you know, I, he, dude, he, I don't know. He's got the two rings. Okay, he's a much better quarterback than either Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky. He would be better or, than Jay or Cutler. Ever will be. Okay, arguably, arguably, but, but, he's gonna dude, have the same ben fucking Robson attitude too. Such a decline, man. <laughs> the Ben Rosberg is on such a decline. I really I don't want to see him come here just to overthrow receivers like we just saw Mitch did. And I know that you're saying, oh, you know, Roethlisberger is arguably top 20. I think he's maybe top 25, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, There's been some times where I've watched him and this man has lost his touch. He's not the same man that's out there that used to be throwing dimes. You know, he's not throwing the, the corner end zone past the San Antonio Holmes anymore. That's not happening. All right. And dude. Think about how many. Think about all these receivers that he's even had over the course of his career. Like he couldn't make it happen with Le'Veon okay, Bell that's, and that's Antonio Brown. He's not going to make it happen with maybe Allen Robinson, and David Montgomery. Bro, <laughs> I mean that's like. <laughs> that's Ro- disrespectful to Antonio is, Brown. And, and he's and the Thanksgiving.
0: Bell. He's the Thanksgiving uncle of the NFL. You know, he comes with the big. He comes with is the big Thanksgiving beard. He doesn't look like an NFL quarterback anymore. He definitely looks like your uncle, who who is just a big dude. You know, he does not look like an NFL quarterback. You look, you run <laughs> it. I guarantee you, he never gets recognized. No one knows who he is when he goes out. Okay, here's I'm what no I'm way, saying. But here's what here's what I'm saying. You bring him in. You say, okay, Ben, lose ten to fifteen pounds. You put him on the he's field. Just say no. You put him on the field. Okay. He can at least run the damn offense that Mitch ran. That offense, bro, is, I could run is that, that, that damn offense. Of quarterback though. <laughs> he he, you know, since Carson Wentz has been traded, our options are very limited, Reese. And I'm not saying Big Ben is this elite level quarterback anymore, <laughs> but I can say that he is going to be better than Philip Rivers was last year for the Colts. Okay. And Ooh, that's a that good almost point. that almost won them a, that almost won them a playoff game,
1: Bruh, Okay, if it's gonna be between keeping you know Nagy and Pace because they won a playoff game, oh man, are you kidding me? Well, I well mean, I hate who, to say who are you but...
0: rooting for? Jameis Winston, Mister Crablegs himself.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm rooting for. At this point, my optimal. My optimal pick would be go through the draft. If I'm being serious well, yeah. 100%, I would say Trey Lance would probably be my optimal for not having to give up, give up everything and still trading up. Um, with that being said my number one pick would be Derek Carr but I still yeah. I don't think that's going to happen I, I think that I think that what you said about you know Mr. Crab Legs Jameis Winston I think 100% <laughs> he is someone that's definitely on this Bears team radar and you can't tell me that he's not and the other person that is is Teddy Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater oh, I think, Teddy two the hands. Most likely, I, think <laughs> I think he's the <laughs> most likely candidate to be the Bears quarterback and I'm being serious if I had to put odds if I had to put money on it I would put money on Teddy Bridgewater Oh, man. Listen. Look, I I, I hate to break it to you, man. And you know what? There's two. Big Ben, I'm not going to get into the personal issue stuff. I don't care. Or I do. Well, Well, clearly you brought it up. I don't want to get into it. I'm just kidding. But let's uh, let's just say, you know, he's a winner. He's done good in his career. But just like Phillip Rivers didn't have a good season last year for the Colts, and I could have told you on his, his last year on the Chargers, I said he's falling off. He needs to go. Went to the Colts drag them what into the playoffs but that just because the team around him was very good and I like Phillip Rivers so you know I'm being generous you know Ben Roethlisberger the man is going downhill bro and he is God, I'm, God I'm not knows, dude that. he could get hit week one and be out I mean he's usually someone that's pretty <laughs> durable but with the injury history uh, that he's had recently yeah. you know the Bears would come out sign him to some decent contract Bears fans would be yippee and then this man would come out here and get sacked week one and our season's over Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Big
0: Ben. I'm looking at the names on the table at this point. Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew. If... The Bears right now, oh, no. I, I think that I truthfully believe that the Bears' solution is going to be another two pronged thing that Ryan Pace always does, where he goes out and signs a guy and then drafts a guy. He did it with Glennon and Trubisky. He did it with uh, Jimmy Graham and then um, Cole Komet. He did it with Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. He always does this whole I'm gonna. Uh, he did it with Artie Burns and then uh, Jalen Johnson. Always signs a guy for the position. And then drafts a guy. Now maybe he's going to stick with Foles. I hope not. But I'm telling you, out of these free agents, man, or or people you can trade for, I think if you're looking at this one year scenario, to to go to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl is already going to take a miracle for the Bears. You know, yeah. it's already going to take a miracle. I would rather bet on Big Ben, someone who's won a Super Bowl before, granted that was like 10 years ago at this point, but someone who's actually won a Super Bowl, okay, threw 30 for 16 last season on a team with, yeah, they had good wide receivers, not a whole bunch of experienced receivers, not a great running game either, you know, and was at one point undefeated too. Let's remember that. I'd rather bet on that showing up for Matt Nagy or maybe even a better version. Then think that Jameis Winston, Mister Thirty for Thirty himself, will come out and lead the Bears to a Super Bowl. I just don't see that happening. Oh, I, the I don't the think percentage, the percentage for Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Gardner Minshew, any of those guys taking the Bears to the Super Bowl, which I think is the one thing that they're trying to do, is zero. Or Teddy Two Gloves, what? It's zero. Okay, it's a, it's a complete zero. But the the percentage chance that big ben takes the bears to the super bowl if he's on the roster
1: one (laughs) percent okay you know what right i I know what you're arguing here and in that case i agree if you're saying best case scenario bears are already a long shot to win the super bowl anyway the only person that if they come out and play to their absolute best potential that could possibly lead you there would be big ben okay i'll agree with that i'll say that if he comes out and plays like we know that maybe if he plays like he did three or four years ago the Bears would have some kind of offhand shot. Mm-hmm. But to also argue with the point, because you make a good point with how Pace likes to do things two-pronged, I think if that's the case, then, we're probably looking at someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in, oh, along with some other draft pick. Maybe Mac Jones. Here's here, <laughs> I hate to oh. say it, but...
0: Yeah. No, here's here's the thing. If I, was the, if I was the GM for the Bears, I would strongly consider signing Ben Roethlisberger, even though he is kind of egotistical and he has character issues for sure. But I'd also try to pair that with trading up in the draft for a quarterback. And while that might not make Ben too happy, at least it will give you a shot. Or here's the other thing, too. When you think about it like this, even if you don't draft a quarterback this year and you trade up and maybe you grab a a nice offensive tackle or or a good weapon, Ben is going to be a boomer bust. You know, I can't imagine Ben is going to give us that Mitchell Trubisky like season that Mitchell Trubisky did this year. He's either going to be pretty good, like this 30 and 16 season he just had, or he's going to be absolute trash. Okay, and we'll at least have that. And then that'll at least, you know, if he's good. All right, man, we're going to the playoffs. We might even be able to complete compete for the playoffs if he's bad. All right. House is getting cleared We have a good understanding on everyone in the building, and we're gonna have a top pick in the next draft that we can draft a quarterback with. Yeah, I I think that's the thing is I don't want this like, like I mean, if we bring in Jameis Winston, we're gonna go eight and eight again.
1: Yeah, but dude, like it's just, I mean, I I I like where you're coming from. I like your intentions. If Big Ben comes here, I'll laugh. I will laugh and then I'll be intrigued and be like, this is going to be a real interesting season, 100%, no matter which way it goes. We'll just have to see, man. I, have I to, mean, it's fun to speculate.
0: You know, I do have to say, though, that I would also be intrigued by Jameis Winston. I would, there would be part of me, Jameis Winston might be the one other quarterback barring like a, a absolute miracle with Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston might be the one other quarterback that I look at and say, you know, maybe maybe that Bruce Arian's offense didn't fit him too well because he is kind of a uh, turnover-prone quarterback. Maybe Matt Nagy, if we do something that, it, you know, he helped Mitch get some of his interceptions under control. Maybe they could get that, you know, wrangled down a little bit. Maybe we can see a better version of Jameis Winston at quarterback. You know, he worked with the Saints. He's under. He understands some West Coast schemes, but I that would promote that. I feel like ninety percent of that. I think I would. I might be able to. I might be able to promote winning the Super Bowl with Jameis up to a 05 percent, <laughs> and hold on to that hope. Marcus, Marcus Mariota, not a bad option.
1: Not a terrible option. You know, n- not a terrible option. You know what? Maybe, maybe Manziel keeps showing up in fan control football. <laughs> and, you know, maybe Ryan Pace goes, hold up one second. We got a former Heisman winner, <laughs> you know, just like Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. I mean, they're all on the mm-hmm. same, same kind of pedestal here, man. I mean, who are you going to pick? Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, though, on a
0: on a more real note is it's going to be interesting to see if they get rid of him because, you know. He isn't, he is like a, the real like epitome of like a really average quarterback now. Like a good, like good enough to like execute your playbook, but won't really wow you. I feel like he's like the new version of like Alex Smith where he, he, he's kind of like just going to do that. So maybe that's appealing. Dude, but on the other hand, if Alex Smith is on this team, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: No, I would hate if Alex Smith is on this team. Are you kidding me? I can see it though. <laughs> I can see. It. Look, nothing is out the window here. Any kind of like mediocre quarterback at this point is pretty much on the list. I mean, they've, you know, they missed on on Wentz here. They, you know, they missed on Stafford. They're likely not going to get to Sean Watson. I mean, <laughs> you're run on names here. You know, it's basically they can either go the biggest boom splash. Kind of play would be Derek Carr. I think the likelihood of that is pretty slim. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of these. It's going to be one of these names, man, and 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 people aren't going to love it. But it's just going to be what it's going to be. I think Teddy Bridgewater is unfortunate. I think you know before his injury, I really liked what he was doing on the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I think that he could have been a top ten quarterback for a few years. Honestly, I mean that. But yeah, I think he's a little bit average now and. Yeah, I mean, we there's not really much else to say other than you know we're gonna get one of these kind of just picking out of a hat. I kind of feel like that's kind of what it is at this point. If
0: I'm if I'm honestly you know a betting man, which I can now say since I left the football program I was working with, I can I can actually give betting advice now. Uh, if I was a betting man, you know, Big Ben, I could see it for sure. I could see that being the answer. I don't think people are going to like it, but I could see it. I think the other most likely option is probably Marcus Mariota. Yeah. That's my my take. That's who I I think if we sign a free agent, it it could be. Of course, that whole Big Ben thing is yet to kind of break down, but, you know, I guess we're going to have to see. Allen Robinson, he is prepared, quote-unquote, to handle the franchise tag situation. And uh, actually in an interview tonight, talked a little bit about potentially pulling uh, a Stefan Diggs. And he said he's willing to play for the bears as long as it's under a fair price contract. Uh, But you know, they're prepared to handle the franchise tag situation at this point. I think he is going to get tagged and I think he is going to get traded if he really won't play on that tag, because,
1: you know. It seems unlikely that they're going to sign him to that contract not at this gr- point. It, yeah, he's it, not. Great. If he was going to get signed to that $22 million, twenty-plus $20-plus contract, it would have happened. Already. Damn, in August. I mean, it, it. this has been something that has been long in the making. We've been talking about this basically since – mid-off season since mm-hmm. training camp at least, maybe even before that. This has been a situation that's been brewing for a long time. If the Bears had initiative to make this happen, they wouldn't make it happen. There's been a lot of cap complexities, uh, you know, the NFL just recently released, the caps a little bit higher than expected, but the Bears are still working in a very tight situation. I mean, they can make moves that can either what you'd say, you know, can give them about from 45 million of space to basically right up against the cap. They Mm -hmm. can restructure some things, but you know, realistically, they still have to be pretty conservative about what they do here. And, you know, we don't know how much they're going to have to pay to bring in a quarterback. Um, you know, there's still other holes to fill. So it just seems unlikely that it's going to happen at this point. I feel like it's carried on too long. I think ultimately at this point, the bears are going to put that tag on him and, uh, yeah, I mean, if it comes down to a situation, the Bears don't really seem like a team that want to deal with a, a player that's going to be holding out for too long. Uh, if you don't want to be part of it, then they'll just uh, send him off, I think. I, I could see a tag, and if he's going to say that he's going to hold out, I think it's likely that he be he would be moved.
0: I think he's getting traded because I don't foresee the Bears letting a player walk like Robinson straight out. Here's the question, though, is like, where really is his value? Because you have to think the Vikings got a first for digs. I feel like they're similar level of, of receiver. Yeah. Like I feel like I, he, but what's also confusing is the Texans got a second for Hopkins. Is, is that just that, because that's, of that that's the outlier? Is, is that just because the Texans suck? <laughs>
1: I think it, I mean, a little bit, I think that realistically the bears to the right team, depending on how hot, like kind of when they get into the market. So I think if the bears play it completely right, you know, they have enough suitors, a team that's really driven to get Robinson, they could get a first. I think it's more likely though, that they end up getting a second and a complimentary fourth and a fifth or a, maybe a second and a third, something like that.
0: Here's what I would try to do if I was Ryan Pace. I would try to package him with our current first-round pick to move up in the draft. I think that's the best way to get the most optimal value because, hey, if you tell the... I mean, obviously, we don't know the situation with the Jets. They're a wide receiver, needy team. Or look at the Dolphins, even, number three pick. You say, hey, listen, we'll give you Allen Robinson. We'll give you our first-round pick, and you know we'll give you what, like a future, maybe like a future second future, or, or current third or something like that, you say, hey, I, here's this package. It's going to solve your need for wide receiver. You'll have a guy for two, uh, you know, you'll still have a first round pick. So you'll have that. And we're going to give you another pick in return. Does a team like the Dolphins bite on that? I, I think, think they'd they, at
1: least listen to it.
0: They would. The difficult situation is how do teams feel – do other teams feel Allen Robinson is worth the contract he is looking for in the same way that, you know, fans do? Because the Bears clearly don't think that he's worth that 22 mark. And I don't think they're necessarily wrong with that because that's a very high cap number. We need to remember that's right up there with Khalil Mack's average. And, you know, I don't think it's it's far off to say that Khalil Mack is a much better edge rusher than Allen Robinson is a receiver. Uh, but mm, it, it's it's one of those tricky situations where it's kind of really hard to say his value. I could see him getting traded for as little as a third, or as high as a one.
1: Yeah, in I value. agree. I, I think that he could pull uh, a range of value. You know, since it's a tag and trade, it makes it a little tricky too, because then the team that trades from is likely going to need to extend him in order to really make mm-hmm. him happy. So. It kind of carries a little bit of a brunt there. But at the same time, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Bears could get lucky and get a, a decent yield from him. And I think if you if you can get a one for him, Do there's it. absolutely no reason why you shouldn't move him. <laughs> absolutely not.
0: Especially like a decent one with some of the receivers in this class, man. This is another really good receiving class. I, I think the Bears are eyeing what the Vikings did last year, which is they got rid of Diggs, got Justin Jefferson, now they have a steal of a contract and a stud rookie receiver. You know, they, they might yeah. be eyeing that situation. I know a lot of Bears fans are going to miss Allen Robinson, and I get it. He has been the one consistent thing on offense, and by no means are we Allen Robinson haters. We, I think, are just trying to look at it from a team value perspective and a team building perspective. It's not always great to be showing out these big contracts uh, on the side of the football that you're kind of struggling on. Uh, and also for specifically a receiver, when you have such bigger needs at offensive line and quarterback, it's just it's hard to justify giving out that contract when there's two two to three other major key positions that are of much higher importance to an offensive scheme than receiver, um, especially if you can also get value for that receiver.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that. Yeah, pretty much sums up what I would have to say.
0: All right, well, let's go ahead and move on. Ultimately, do you think that what, what do you think is going to occur with Robinson before we let off, though?
1: Um, I'm going to say he definitely gets tagged. And then if he really does live up to his word, then I'd say that he ends up getting traded if he holds out then. But I, I wouldn't be so sure that he would hold that. I think he's talking a little bit, but I could mm-hmm. see him doing it also. I, I'm It's kind of like 50-50 in my eyes. I I
0: think that he'll hold out if he gets tagged. I'm almost certain that he will. And I think that the bears are going to tag him. And I think the ultimate scenario is that it is going to be a package situation where maybe the bears package their second to get another first rounder out of it, or maybe they package him to trade up to another team. Um, Even if that spot isn't necessarily where they pick at draft night and they choose to trade up again, uh, I just think that's the only way you can kind of get an accurate value uh, is with something like that. But let's go ahead and move on. Carson Wentz was traded to the Eagles for a 2021 third and a conditional second that the Eagles will get if he plays 75% of the snaps next year. And it will that second will switch to a first if the team makes the playoffs. I mean, for the Eagles, man, that's some pretty damn good value. That's some pretty damn good value for a quarterback that while I personally think he's gonna be successful with the Colts and I think that <laughs> I think that the Eagles are gonna be getting a third and a first back for him. Uh have to say that for a quarterback that went, what was he like sixteen for sixteen last year or something like that, uh that's that's mm-hmm. some that's some damn good value.
1: Yeah, I think it is good value because I, I do agree with you. I think that the conditions are gonna be met. Um, I'd say that the the bigger, the, the one that I'd be unsure about with the 75% of the snaps, it would be just that he gets injured. But mm-hmm. especially if he can stay healthy, that team will make the playoffs. In that division with the talent that they have on that team, I don't really see a way that they don't, yeah. even if Wentz isn't absolutely balling out, which he may be. But, that's... yeah, I, I think that you know they end up getting a third and a first. I think that's good value. This could be a trade that is ultimately a win-win for each Mm -hmm. team i mean indy desperately needed a quarterback they get someone in wentz that can provide long-term value and uh for the eagles they get a a pretty decent return um they have a quarterback in jalen hurts that you know maybe they want to play maybe they end up wanting to draft a quarterback this year we'll see how it works out but they gave themselves some uh you know, some ability to to move around and and pick at different positions. But I think that ultimately, you know, it's up to Howie Roseman. I know that, you know, Eagles fans kind of look at him in some ways, that Bears fans look at Pace, uh, not very happy with him most of the time.
0: And there was a a lot of news uh, relating to what the Bears offered because there were some, it seems like false reports at this point that the Bears were quote-unquote holding the top offer or whatever it was to be said um you know it turned out that just leverage yeah yeah they did they didn't actually they pulled out pretty early I don't know if they pulled out because Carson Wentz said he preferred to go to the Colts or whatever that was but I think that Carson Wentz is going to do good next year I think this is you know especially if he does play good that this is fair value because the Colts are definitely taking somewhat of a gamble on him but I, I definitely think that Carson Wentz is going to be pretty damn good next year, which is why, I, honestly, a lot of Bears fans were happy he got traded to the Colts. I was bummed out. He was one of the was, m- most intriguing names, in my opinion. For, again, if we're talking about that one year, who has the best chance of doing making a splash in the playoffs percentage, he probably had the highest percentage on the table. He probably could have yeah. been like, you know, maybe 10% chance the Bears
1: make a splash in the playoffs. You know, I agree. I I, I was happy for him because I think he got in the better fit, though. I was happy for him because I think that he's going to mm-hmm. do the best with the Colts. I think with the Bears, it was a, you know, there was risk involved with it for him. And I think that, you know, heading into a team where there could be turnover at the end of the year. And then who knows what his position is, what the future management, what the future coach thinks about him. Those are tough. He could put himself in a pickle just one year into the move that he just made. So I I think that he ultimately, you know, probably got what would be best best for him. I think he will play well there. I don't think there's any guarantee that, you know, especially if he plays at a very high level next year, I don't think there's any guarantee that he would play at that same level with the Bears. And I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. the Bears are cursed and they can't have a good quarterback. I'm just saying that the, you know, what the Colts can offer him, I think is just a little bit better than what the bears can offer him right now. And that's purely situational. I'm not saying that the Colts are a much better team than the bears or anything like that. I mean, when you're in the AFC South, you have the ability to make the playoff year in, year out, especially if you are a team that can be above eight and eight. If you can Mm -hmm. have a winning record, you have a very good shot at winning that division. I mean, it's just historically a weak division. There's always one team that stands out. And uh, I think that, you know, that tandem with him and the Colts, I mean, that's something that could work for a very long time. They might collect a lot of division titles. I don't know if they'll get any Super Bowl rings, but he'll get, you know, maybe five or so division titles while he's there. I can see it. I mean, it's not going to be
0: a very high bar. <laughs> you know, it's not he's not going to be having to beat out, you know, the 2017 Patriots every single year in order to to make that division title, I mean, we're talking about the Texans and the Jaguars, which to this point have shown to be absolute dumpster fires year in and year out. And then the the Titans, who have been good, but now they're losing their offensive coordinator, you know, defensive head coach. There's some turnover concerns there as well. It, again, it's not a very high ceiling. And I think you know the big thing is the Frank Reich thing. I think pairing him with DeFilippo Filippo with the Bears would have been good for his mechanics but I have to say that I, th- I think having a, having a quarterback that kind of or having a head coach that understands you individually is um, even more so important than having a guy that can help fix you mechanically. He is a flawed quarterback similar to Jared Goff. They both have their flaws, but uh, you know Frank Reich is clearly someone who knows how to operate around those flaws.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that, you know, since we're on the topic of winning and all that, we can transition into what would be the final topic right now, I guess, right? Because we already talked about all the other quarterbacks, you know, what the Bears need to do to make the Super Bowl, unless you got well, something else to we, say.
0: We do we do have, you know, one last dying hope. I feel like we have to talk about Watson one last time.
1: Oh, about Watson? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah.
0: – the the real question is everyone is still talking about watson will he get traded will he not his coach that's uh like his outside of the texans like his trainer has been calling for him to be traded saying that what does he need to do to be traded essentially realistically at this point we've seen a lot of dominoes fall uh the colts are solved the rams not that they'd have any chance at watson they're solved too is there any realistic scenario in which the Bears can open up week one with Sean Watson at quarterback?
1: Realistically, I mean, I don't really think so at this point. I am just don't even know if he's going to get traded at this point. I mean, he's been pushing mm. so hard to get out, so it would kind of be odd if he doesn't because he'd obviously be playing or maybe not even playing. He'd be very begrudgingly be a Houston Texan. Mm-hmm. but it seems like that front office has very little motivation to to get it done. I mean, obviously they don't want to ship off their franchise quarterback that they just extended. I think that, you know, it's going to need to be a very intriguing offer. Um, he's going to, he's going to pull some, some decent value of knownness from the start at this point though, it to be on the positive side, there are less, you know, contenders out there for him. I mean, we kind of keep seeing, you know, as more and more of these pieces get put into place, I mean, the field is getting whittled down. So now the main competition would certainly be the 49ers. I think they'd be the only other team that could really put together a push like the Bears could. Um, potentially the Jets, of course. He wasn't going to go to the Colts anyway because that's in the division. We knew he that. Wouldn't,
0: he wouldn't go but to the
1: Rams. He wouldn't go the – I mean, it, yeah. That's, I mean, why not, though? That's I totally out of conference. Yeah. Well,
0: like I he wouldn't go to the Rams because they didn't have a first round pick this year. Is the reason oh, why? Yeah, that's true. That's That'd be like
1: why. the 1st round pick they'd be trying to to trade it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, he wasn't gonna go to the Rams anyway. But at the same time, you do have to feel a little bit better that, you know, there are just less people in the field. You know, I'm just not convinced a deal is gonna get done. I don't know when a deal will get done if it does. I mean, it seems like if it doesn't get done before the draft, it has to be very unlikely that it's going to happen at all. And just with the pace that it's moving, all these other kind of quarterback trades that we've seen, they've picked up very quickly and have gotten solved in a pretty rapid manner of time. I mean, Wentz took far longer than Stafford did, but you know this offseason has been producing you know a, a fair amount of moves, and it just seems like the Deshaun Watson situation isn't really quite following the trend
0: yeah it's it's such a weird situation here i i don't think the texans are going to trade him either at this point i've completely switched my opinion um mainly because what really is there for the houston texans to lose by not trading him this season like He's 25 years old. It's not like he's going to lose value. It's not like he's aging. If they just test the waters and let him sit out a year next offseason, he's going to have just as much, you know, just as much trade value. And then they'll also have a lot more clarity as to their pick because they actually have a pick next year. They know they're going to be trash. They might have the number one overall pick. So then they're in in the best case scenario for them where they know that they're going to have a guy that they can probably get with that number one overall pick. And they can still get a King's ransom for Deshaun Watson. And that's predicated if Watson is even bold enough to sit out an entire season, which I don't know that that's necessarily true. Because out of all the players that have said they would, only Le'Veon Bell and Trent Williams, to recent memory, are the only two players that I know of that have actually sat out an entire season to get traded.
1: Yeah, I mean, most players... They'll, they'll say they out for a couple weeks. I, mean, I know Melvin Gordon, uh, when he was on the Chargers, did about like four weeks. Then he's like, I'm going to come back. And then he was basically trash mm-hmm. for that year at least. But, yeah, I mean, you usually don't see anyone go the distance. I mean, I think, yeah, Le'Veon Bell was certainly the first one to do it. And then, yeah, Trent Williams, of course.
0: And it's, it's one of those things. It's like they have nothing to lose, and then that's an easier sell to the fan base. They saw a terrible Texans team. They saw what it's like without Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson still willing to hold out. It's like you can prove to the fan base that this is completely out of your control. And, you know, I think that's that might just be worth it uh, for the Houston Texans organization. But then again, who knows? This is the NFL. Crazier stuff has happened. But let's wrap up with the last topic. How can the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl? And, you know, we were talking about this percentage game earlier in the podcast where, you know, it really is uh, one of those uh, numbers games where it's like, what is the percentage that they could do it? You know, right now it's low. It's already always low for teams uh, because it's not an easy accomplishment, especially with 32 other teams and quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady sitting atop some of the best rosters in the NFL What would the Bears need to do in order to win the Super Bowl? So, I'll start it off. The very first thing that they're going to need to do is find a quarterback. Okay? And they're probably not going to be able to do it from the draft. So, really, in my eyes, the only way that they win the Super Bowl next year, next season, is to trade for Deshaun Watson at this point. That is the only option. Okay? Besides maybe the 1%... You know, complete outlier season <laughs> from Big Ben, <laughs> or or the or oh, the man. even half a percent, as I said earlier, <laughs> season from Jameis Winston, getting that season and then a bunch of other compounding effects with everything else, which is practically zero at that point. Um, it, it it's it's one of those it, it's one of those situations where really the only true clear possibility is trading for Deshaun Watson. Okay, so one. You have to trade for Deshaun Watson. Two, you have to draft at least two good offensive linemen in the later rounds in the draft because you're already going to be, you know, uh, having a (laughs) having being low on draft. Yeah, exactly. And then three, convince a bunch of damn free agents to take some one year deals to try to win the Super Bowl with you because they're going to need some some free agent help to say the least. And you know, even yeah. I'm going to throw in there either sign re-sign Robinson or sign another good quarterback. Or sorry, the one wide receiver. Receiver.
1: The one is certainly, I mean that's universal. It's understand the quarterback and I'll agree with you the only person that could really you know, stoke that fire would be sean Watson, you know, on some remote chance, maybe some of these other guys. So that I agree with you on the offensive lineman at two as well. I'd say they need at least one quality tackle and one quality interior lineman. Um, you know, it wouldn't be optimal. I'd like to see them add three. You know, that'd be you know great. But at the same time, it gotta be realistic. So you know, you add you know optimally someone that could be a quality left tackle for you, and then you know possibly a, you know a center. And then I'd say three for me would be maybe getting extra safety help i i'm not 100% sold next i think Tashawn gibson did all right but you know I, I think that that's the one kind of thing in this defense what we're going to see with you know the size system is you know hopefully eddie jackson comes more alive and we're feeling better about you know the safeties in general but it, it seems like there's something lacking there and then my four would be yeah i mean go out and Get some of these players to be on one-year contracts. It could be someone like Sammy Watkins. Um, I, the, you know, the fact is, is that you know the Chiefs, the, the Buccaneers, all these teams that are winning, they are taking shots on players that are having to play on one-year contracts, either or, mm-hmm. you know prove themselves again, or because they have some kind of maybe behavioral, you know, locker room, whatever kind of issues that you know other teams are not willing to give them a chance. I mean, it is the way that it is working out now. It's you need talent. to bring in. You need these top talent guys and you need plenty of it i mean the bears don't have anything close to you know the buccaneers offense and you know having receivers like i mean they're gonna lose some of these people but you know from last year's offense they don't have mike evans godwin um i mean damn they had so many tight ends mm-hmm. great um they even know oj howard never played gronkowski mm-hmm. uh i mean the list goes on Fournette, ronald jones I mean, there's quite a bit more weaponry on Antonio the offensive side of the ball Brown, that needs to be all these, added. All these guys, it's possible, though. It's possible, but it, you know, a good bit of retooling would definitely uh, need to happen.
0: Yeah, you're definitely going to have to sell people on the future, that, or that this year you can win the Super Bowl, and that this coaching staff is capable of doing so. And that's going to be difficult to do. Honestly, that is not going to be very easy to do. Um, but it is possible. It is possible. Well, guys, that's going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, thank you so much once again for supporting the podcast. If you're if you've made it to this point so far. Uh, make sure, you know, check out Manscaped for us. That helps us. It helps out the podcast. It supports the podcast if you use our offer code. Again, they have a bunch of different products for all your grooming needs. Uh, They have facial products as well. Uh, They have body cleaner. They have everything, guys. So just check them out. Uh, Again, it supports the podcast. Uh, They're our sponsor. Uh, Reese, any final words?
1: No, I mean, I just read what you said. I mean, just take a little peek online. I mean... I know online shopping can be a bit of an addiction, but just pop on the website. I mean, there's some things on there. You don't need to, to go out as much as I'd recommend it to get that Lawn 3.0. I mean, there's a lot of other products on there to look mm-hmm. at. So yeah, like you said, I mean, if you're a dedicated listener, you might as well just give it a shot, look at it. Um, yeah, that'd be it. And by the way,
0: Manscaped is a really good company and they've been extremely professional with the way that they've communicated with us. They straight up told us, tell your listeners exactly you know, what you, what you think about it. They wanted us to wait until we got our products in the mail and actually tried them out uh, until we actually even did a promo so we can actually talk honestly and openly. And of course, that's all we would ever do uh, for you guys. Uh, we obviously haven't taken sponsorships in the past, um and we would never take one from you know uh, a bad company that's going to scam you guys or anything like that so just check them out uh you know if you need something if you don't have the money that's fine too you know that's that's completely fine too we appreciate your support still just by being a consistent listener but if you have a little bit of extra change hanging around check it out they make decent products so far from what i've experienced but thank you guys so much and uh enjoy the rest of your week
1: Bear down.